A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. My name is Pete. And my name is Ashton. Three hey. of us, all three, hey. back oh. together hey. again. The old Nobody's got COVID hey. or big plops, we're all back together. Yeah, I've, I no longer have big plops. I took mm-hmm. two podcasts off to deal with my plops mm-hmm. and uh, I'm thrilled to announce that I'm plop free. I'll never plop again. Oh fact, no. I'm just going to get more and more uncomfortable and my abdomen's just going to sort of swell belly. up, yeah, until I explode. Oh. Uh, but no more plops. So wow, hopefully that doesn't happen so. in the middle of a podcast. Yeah. Well, we'll see, won't we? Mm. We'll just have to flip and see. This is podcast episode one hundred and fifty. No, we've done. <laughs> it's not. Is it not? <laughs> well, the running order's labelled one hundred. It's one hundred and fifty-nine. Yeah, it's one hundred and fifty something. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, for God. We did one hundred and fifty-nine podcasts ago. Wow. Well, I take that all back. It doesn't matter. Ignore what I said. Uh, it was. It was. Maybe it was a hundred and episode. Uh, maybe it was episode one hundred and fifty while I was doing plops at home. I don't know. I swear, I looked at the guide and the. the I'm pretty sure it's one hundred and fifty something, but I don't think it's one hundred and. 50. It's 159. Maybe I just glanced at it and just saw that one five. Just saw the one five. And We've been on the one five in. for a while. Hold on, I'm going to make yeah, sure. We're going to we're going to du- double check. I don't. I now it's no longer believe it's definitely it's not 150. 150. I'm telling wow, you that for free. Really yeah, 159. Stupid. What an idiot. No. It's okay. Mine is next to zero on the keyboard. It's Stop it. I don't need that. <laughs> Go one away. Patronize in me. a sense. Yeah. I know how stupid I sound. Is. If you really want to celebrate, we can celebrate 160 next week. Yeah. Well, we didn't celebrate 150. No, was, we was, didn't. So it it was apropos that if this uh, was episode 150, that we didn't celebrate it. Time yeah. to celebrate. Oh, well, not really. We're just here, aren't we? Does your sponsor rely on it being 150? No. Okay, well, that's fine okay. then. So no. nothing happens. 150 cent blood on the sand coming was, out. I just thought it was another thing to celebrate this week because it's been a been an exciting week. Oh, I'm sorry. Milestones. Mm. Yeah, but uh, anyway, doesn't bloody matter. Thanks for you know ripping, ripping that away from me. Um, sorry. Could, we could have all just pretended and confused everyone that it was episode 150. Exactly. But it's not. This is our video game podcast. <laughs> uh, we really appreciate you coming along. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Each and every week, we're sponsored by a very real video game adjacent sponsor. I have the ad read in front of me now. Yeah. yeah. This week, we're sponsored by. The viewers and listeners. Oh. <laughs> Where? <laughs> 
What's going on with you two? What? I just, it's wet. a bit wet. Did you just say, <laughs> did you say wet? Yeah. What does oh, that wet. mean? It means it's a bit soppy. Oh, oh I see. Okay. Gross. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit rubbish, isn't it? No, I, it's good. I know. You carry on. No, because normally it's a clever pun, but I thought, you know what? This is a time I'm going to... Because it's the 150th podcast. It's the 150th <laughs> because podcast. it's a special occasion. It's I 159, thought... which is a very special occasion. <laughs> Wet. Uh, so we're brought to you this week by the viewers and listeners you at home we have hit 200,000 YouTube subscribers we've just passed 9,000 Facebook follows Mm -hmm. we've just passed 5,000 YouTube VOD subscribers on the VODs channel hell yes we've just passed 2,000 TikTok followers and we have 9,000 Twitch followers as well I was going to say we almost hit how's Patreon Patreon. Patreon we are over 600 patrons. We've got like 615 patrons, hey, that's I think. pretty amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Look at that. It's it's all coming together fantastically. And next week we're going on a bear, bear, bear hunt. Yeah, that's exactly where my brain... We're going on a buffet. Buffet. We are going on a buffet. We're going to do an escape a, room. It's a big room. team Are we going to do a buffet? And we're going to do drinks. A drinks. We're mm. going to drink pre-buffet. Because if we drink post-buffet, we're not going to be able to get drunk because of the amount of food in Won't feel system. the benefit, will we? Yeah. Mm. be full of food. Yeah. So it'd be pointless. But, it's going to uh, be great. Yeah, thank you. Thank all you so of you much. For, for your amazing support. We're, we've hit a lot of milestones recently, and it's really, it's very exciting. But that's a lie. That's not really it's the sponsor. It's not really the sponsor. We're not grateful. No. Oh, what? <laughs> um, carry on. I'm just going to see where this is going because I'm confused. The advert has been set up for failure. In a, in a rare twist, that is the actual it sponsor. It is. It actually is. And in addition, we're also sponsored by our uh, wonderful patrons, all 600 and... Uh, something. 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 Uh, for as little as $1 per month, you can submit questions to this very podcast and get loads of other rewards as well if you go there, you know, and check out the flipping stuff. Patreon.com forward slash team triple jump forward slash forward slash careful Ooh, with yeah careful. that was that was oh careful. i just realized as it happened um i don't think it did i think that was just an enthusiastic forwards jab i think we're yeah kind of safe but that's not all is it oh. no we're we're also sponsored by triple facebook.com forward slash team triple jump our facebook page where you can go and follow and like and join the facebook page and get us to ten thousand if you wouldn't be so kind thank you so much going really well this morning isn't it? it is there's yeah. high energy in the studio <laughs> really you like a rabbit in a headlights there like that was your first ever time talking on triple jump i didn't know if it was if i was meant to speak and ben kind of looks at me and i was like oh <laughs> oh no uh, it's flipping one of you facebook i've been doing so good when like you guys haven't been here the last couple of weeks mm-hmm. i've been really holding it down yeah i've been i have no doubt the one common thread yeah this month of march i've been in every podcast well done you pair slacking yeah. me always Plopping. here and i've been doing so good i've been now doing we're, such big plops and yet i've carried back. on coming in the plops have been off the chain <laughs> and i've still been the plop here. chain the yeah. plop chain um not the blockchain no the plop the chain no. are um, we intimidating or distracting which one is it uh i think distracting because i never quite know what's going to happen or who's going to say what no. When there was it's two just of us, like Dick and Dom. Yeah. When there was two of us, I could gauge if like one person, the other person was going to say something. But now right. there's three of us. I can't <laughs> can't make my you eyes go to, both ways. Yeah. See, we can both both. look at two people at once, but Ashton can't. Mm. Yeah. Well, we can sit it's you like really tennis. far back if you want. It's just like tennis. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to always look at people who are speaking. 
Like no, I could, I, do I, could I could if be I talking and you could just you. stare at Peter for a while if you wanted. Yeah, like this. I could. Be right there. Totally I could normal. just I could just stare at Ashton yeah. and if, talk to you like this. This would be a really normal conversation to have. If I do, do you find this uncomfortable, Ashton? No, I like being looked at. Okay. I like the attention. If I don't look at someone when they're talking, I forget to listen to them and the words don't go in. Ashton. <laughs> are you six and in. at school <laughs> I just have a brain that doesn't work correctly should we do question one question one I think we should we're all having fun today <laughs> it's from David Lever who says hello B slash A slash P delete is appropriate hello BAP hello unpacking was a surprise hit last year and I've been meaning to give it a go if there was an unpacking too chronicling, chronicling the life of a video game character through boxes and box cutters who would you choose and why personally I'd like to see how Kirby stores his victim's stuff hmm. keep up the good work David it says <laughs> keep up the good work David <laughs> keep up the good work keep up David. the good work David um, I would quite like to have a Pokemon Red uh unpacking where mm. you have 151 pokemon and you have to put them all somewhere in your house <laughs> in um, your house yeah not in relevant biomes no or terrariums maybe in terrariums but in your house right uh, or maybe you own a small zoo kind of like a psychopath's house in animal crossing which is just wall-to-wall -wall aquariums and fish tanks of mm -hmm. all the animals you've stolen yeah. from the sea yeah um right. and then purely in terms of like having loads of content and loads of things to unpack and put away mm. you could have an ubisoft character <laughs> who has to put all of their collectibles oh away in fact you could maybe not just be a one single ubisoft character but you could be like john ubisoft <laughs> who has to put away eugene bisoft yes indeed um he has to put all of the stuff away that everyone has ever collected on an ubisoft so game. many feathers yeah this is where we keep the feathers mm -hmm. this is where we keep i stopped collecting collectibles in Assassin's Creed yeah, games after that, mm. so I have no more examples. I can't even give an example, but there are many. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you looked at me as though you were about to add something. Uh, any thoughts on Ubisoft collectibles? Do you, want, I go? <laughs> do you want me to sit next to Peter? So... <laughs> Do you want to swap I just, places? I feel like you guys keep expecting me to say things, and I just, I'm not. Well, we do. You just sort I of had a, a face of like, or when it makes it, when you've I got something to say. Things to say about Ubisoft, but maybe not. Um, but if you've got thinking, an answer to the question, I was, one. I was, Danny I was Rojas. Gonna, I was going to say, like, pack away da all of Danny's hats and shoes and boots and stuff. She's got like a hundred pairs of boots. Oh, in Far Cry in 6. In Far Cry 6, like, yeah. she has so many clothes. And as but someone you, the who only also acceptable has one clothes, is the crocodile, the wobbly crocodile Yeah, the crocodile hat. hat. That's the, the only acceptable one. So good. Mm -hmm. I like that you can give that any buffs that you want. Can you, can, you? Yeah, you can make any helmet look like another one. So you can put your helmet on that's good oh, and make yeah. it look like a crocodile hat. Didn't discover that until way too late. Yeah. Cool. So I ended up just wearing the basic crocodile hat because, yeah. you know, you've got to wear the crocodile hat, obviously. Ashton. Is it my turn to yeah. talk It's now? your turn to um, talk now, Ashton. I, simply because of something we'll talk about in the next segment, I think that I would like to see Clouds from Final Fantasy VII mm. um, because where does he put his big sword? Where does, it where go? does he put that? Where, where, go? where do you? What kind of contraption do you need to put that down? Does it have a special room? Does it have on a special the dining room? table? Do you just put it on? You know, do you play by your keys as you walk in? Like, where does he put it? That's what I want to know. How many pieces of furniture has he ruined by forgetting it's on his back? Yeah, and sitting, just sitting yeah. down, oh, and just, just cutting straight through and it. And can he get up off the sofa once he's done that? He skewered himself into the sofa. Don't know. Don't know. That's a good question. Sephiroth so must have a similar problem. Yeah, as well. that's what oh, I was going to say. Yeah. Sephiroth as well. Mm. Yeah, that sort of. I think most Final Fantasy characters probably you'd have to figure out. Did they have like a normal apartment, like a normal life? No. 
and then they just have one big sword that like is really in the way all the time. You've got to be careful setting down on the gun blade. That could be really bad. Oh, mm. yeah. Because yeah. I think it could go off at any moment. Yeah. Mm. It's dangerous. Yeah. But it must be, I mean, living in the house of a Final Fantasy character must be a nightmare because not only are there holes in all the chairs, <laughs> but there's probably hair everywhere. Yeah. Oh, so Lots of hair. hair gel, I reckon, as well. Yeah, a lot of product. A lot of product. Yeah. Bathroom's going to be disgusting. Yeah. Drains are blocked. Yeah, always. Lots of drain on blocker going down those showers, you know, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, I would like to see how he puts his sword away, and that's not yeah. a euphemism. Uh-huh. Um, ben, who yes. would you like to unpack the belongings of? I would like to unpack the belongings of Nathan Drake yeah. uh, after Uncharted 3, but before Uncharted 4, because you get to go into his loft at the beginning of Uncharted 4, and it's full of like amazing artifacts that he's murdered countless people to get. And he's got his nice cupboard where you open it. Oh, it's all, full uh, of treasures and yeah. stuff. Like I'd love to unpack all of his all of his stuff mm-hmm. you know, and just put it away on, on the, uh, nice display cases and stuff. I think that would be nice. Um, and yes, I have no further things to add, but the inflection of the way I'm speaking implies that I have more to say, but I don't. So I will end the sentence here. Thanks, Ben. That's okay. Okay. Well, it's time for another segment now that we we started while uh, you were away, Ben. So it's a new one for you, but it's one we've we've done before. You started a new thing without me. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's time to do what we're playing. It's what we play in time. It's time to talk about what we play in, or at least that's what it says here. I He's know, worked I it out. Yeah, you well figured it out. How did I you wasn't know here, that? so uh, Peter, can you go first, please, so I can copy you? Yeah, um, so something that we discussed on two episodes while you were away is that I've been slowly creeping towards, for the first time, at long last, playing Inside. Ooh. Um, so I played through Limbo, and I replayed um, the first Little Nightmares game. Um, because I felt like I had a bit of an itch for that sort of, you know, 2D or sort of 2.5D puzzler, physics puzzle, low UI, simple, atmospheric, creepy game. Mm. And uh, I said in the last podcast that I'll be playing Inside this week, although I've been away for a few days, I have played, I think, half of Inside. Uh, Philip, our writer advised me to play it in one sitting if I can. And I'm Mm. sure I probably could have done. Uh, But it was getting late when I got to the bit, kind of not not really spoilers, but spoilers, where you're getting like blown apart by shockwaves. And I was like, "Mm, okay, this is like a new new thing for me to deal with. And I died a few times in a row. And it was like, it was half past 11 or something. I was like, I think... Against my better Philip judgment, <laughs> I am just going to stop here and play the rest later. But um, wow, really, in- really enjoying it. Mm-hmm. I knew that I would. Everyone said that I would. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, for whatever reason, never got around to playing it. And now I'm like, why didn't I? You know, what what, what kept me from this? Where, where's this what been all my life? What were you waiting for? Um, it was more like Limbo than I expected it to be as well. Certainly in, in the beginning when you're sort of out in the forest, I was like, wow, this is just like 3D Limbo. Yeah. It's very, very similar. Um, I now hate all dogs <laughs> in the world. Uh, and I don't, I mean, I've never really liked deep water, but I also don't really like deep water anymore. Mm. Uh, or I like it even less than when I started. Fewer. Yeah, fewer. I like it even fewer than when I started. But wow, that's a great game. And I feel like when I finished it, I'll probably just want to restart it immediately and try and play it in one go because, mm. yeah, just really enjoying the atmosphere and 
the puzzle design and just the minimalist or complete lack of HUD, which is always nice. It is excellent. Mm. It is an excellent yeah. game. Don't know why I've never played it, um, but now I'm really enjoying it. Mm. I'm loving it, as Ronald says. He does ba -da -ba -ba -ba. say that. He has known to say that, yeah. Ashton, what have you been playing? I have been playing two things. Um, I've not had much time to play either of them because I was busy at the weekend and then I haven't had... What were you busy at the weekend? Uh, we were a session. Two sessions. Two, two sessions. Two big sessions. Actually, I'd say technically three sessions on, over the weekend, but that's okay. And you've had some solo sessions as well, last, as it were, last night. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, what did you drink last night? Uh, about a quarter of a bottle of gin. Excellent. With some Fanta fruit twists. But yeah, I guess you could still play games when I you're did, and I drinking did. Fanta and gin at I did. home alone. I did. Okay. Um, so I've played some more uh, GTA Online. Um, with NB, we've been doing missions and stuff. We're trying to, I'm trying to save enough money to buy a weed farm. Um, <laughs> Is that everything you can buy now? First yeah. world problems. Yeah. Wow. Well, I need to. I have like three hundred thousand, but I need like six hundred thousand, so I have to keep doing all these missions. Um, I just say, it's the game is stupid and it doesn't it doesn't work correctly and all the controls are wrong and also um, the, the it's just it doesn't have a like a smart UI. It doesn't at all. If you do a mission, it like once you finish it, it comes up with like six missions. But there is like a long list of kind of missions that you can go down and gradually kind of finish a story. And sometimes they link onto other ones. But sometimes it just doesn't give you those options and that's the six options that comes up after. So you have to quit out of it, go back to free mode, and then go back in again and start the mission from the like load mission screen, which is kind of annoying because it takes still takes ages to load into mm. free mode, despite the fact that they're like, load times are half half the time of last time. And I'm like, well, thank God, because this is, the, this the is the already long gen, enough. The, yeah. Or the current gen upgrade. Yeah, version. exactly. Um, it, there's I don't find it interesting at all unless I'm playing with someone else mm. um we also did golf and tennis in gta online yeah. um and i won golf no i didn't win golf i actually lost both golf and tennis <laughs> why did you think you'd won golf because i was winning it? golf for ages and then i had one uh, where it just kept mugging me off where i'd be really close to the the hole mugging and it would off. like go in and then go back out of the hole and every time he did it it went straight in but every time i did it it would just miss slightly and i was like what i don't i'm doing wrong i don't understand but anyway I've been playing that and I have been enjoying it when I've been playing it with him slash with other people because we've mm. had a couple of people from the crew join in with some races and missions and TTJ. stuff. Team Triple Jump on Rockstar Social Club. You can play with me if I'm online. Should we add um, that to the links at the end? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then last night I finally picked up after it took like four hours to install um, Final Fantasy VII. Oh, I, yes. The remake. I've been, I've watched MB play the start of this so I'd kind of watched the bit that I played last night. Um, but every it's a gorgeous game. My God, it's so pretty. And I, I was playing the PS4 version because um, I couldn't get the PS5 version to install on my PS5, but I would only install the PS4. Um, so anyway, I was playing that. And uh, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I've only played like an hour and a half, maybe two hours of it um, whilst drinking gin. So I think I was getting way more into it than possibly could, should have. Um, that's no bad thing no it's not a bad no. thing I just was really enjoying it and I really like the, how pretty all the characters are 
I mean, Jessie's really, really pretty. And she I, is. And then Cla- Cloud was being all like Cloud's suave and too. sassy and he was really pretty. And I was like, be still my beating heart, please. Where do you put that people? sword though? Where do you put Whoa. that sword? His sword's too big. Like, I don't understand why it's that, it has to be that big. I don't know, man. It's, it's like, a, it's massive. It's massive it's, than it's, him. It's as big as him. Mm. It's, it's like ridiculous. a surfboard. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited to keep playing that. Um, I have Tiny Tina's come, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands comes out tomorrow, so I'm gonna have Final Fantasy as my single player game, and then play Tiny Tina, um, multiplayer. Mm. So that next week, that might be what I've played. Who knows? Mm. Amazing. Amazing. So cool. Has there been a Final Fantasy character who actually uses a surfboard as a weapon? Because that seems very much like the thing that they would do. No, mm. as far as I'm aware, but there is a sort of a surfer dude who uses a ball. He uses this ball, a yeah. He's from, uh, he's in Kingdom Hearts as well. Is he? Yeah. Can't remember his name. He's in Final Fantasy No, I can't. 10, he's I got like a headband on, hasn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. very cool. Got good, good hair, mm. more hairspray. I've never played any of the Final Fantasy games before, so... You don't need to. They're all crap. No, I know. They're all crap. All of them. Every single one. (laughs) Every single one. Seven is the only good one. But I've been enjoying this one, so... We're going to have to find out now what his name is, the ball ball boy. Ball boy. Do Uh, do tell us. People are are screaming, it's this guy! I want to say Tifa, but it's obviously not Tifa. No, it's not Tidus or Tidus, who is the protagonist of Final Fantasy X. Go on. Who is he? Fantasy ball guy. Guy, ball guy. Yeah. Three of the main characters in Final Fantasy X: Tidus, Waka, and it's Waka. Jacked. It's Waka. Waka. Yeah. Okay. I think. I think so. Anyway. Ben. Yeah. Now you've figured out how to play how to play this part of the game. Yeah. How? What have you been playing? Well, it's episode 150, so I thought. I should push the boat out and actually, mm-hmm. you know, learn how this section works for once. Yeah. Uh, I had pre-plops. I had a friend over and we were playing FIFA 21. And we did a Champions League tournament where we played as, and I looked them up because I keep forgetting their name. Waka. Uh, no, not Waka. <laughs> it is Dynamo Kiev um, off of Ukraine. And we took them all the way to the final. And there was... A point when we were in the semifinals, I can't remember who we were playing, but it was two legs, uh, home and away. Is that, this legs? Is that two? Is this legs? Is this two legs? Yes, this is. It was legs, and they beat us in the first leg at home, which was one nil, and then the second game went to like, it was I think two three or three two to us. So it was it was a draw. They equalized at the last minute, and we had a minute left. And then we managed to run all the way up the pitch, score, and it was unreal. We celebrated like it was a real game of football. It was the most tense moment of, of your FIFA gaming career I have ever had, where they equalized at the last minute and we were going to have to go to penalties or some nonsense like that. Um, and we managed to steal the victory right at the end. That was extremely exciting. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, Sonic Team Racing. Played some of that. You played some, haven't you? I have, yeah. A couple of weeks ago, I forgot to talk about it on the podcast. I played mm. some Sonic Team Racing with a friend. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's all right. It is. It it's is all right. all right. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's it's okay. Apart okay. from the apart from when you have to do a team race and there's only two of you, and the third character mm. that's on your team is always at the back, regardless of where you place in the yeah. race. 
So we're just screaming at Shadow, like, we're in first and second. Come Why on. are you in 10? <laughs> You're the computer. It's 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 a pretty cool idea, though. I like the idea of the, the team racing. Mm -hmm. You can split into, like, uh, teams of three. And slingshot each other. Yeah, so whoever's leading out of your team, like, leaves a trail behind them. And if you go in it, you go a little bit faster mm. and you can get some speed boosts and you fill up a bar so your entire team gets, like, a special boost and stuff. So it's quite a cool cool spin on it the ai is flipping brutal at times though you mm. just get smashed by power-ups constantly and there weren't there wasn't really much feedback from what i could tell to let you know what you'd been hit by sometimes you yeah. just stop and you'd be like okay i got hit by something and also like the power-ups would just be like you have a green blob and you're like oh, what does what green, green blob, blob do What's the green blob? you now have a purple one now you have a white one with wings and you're like what does that mean? What does it do? Hey, I guess knows? we'll just do it and hope for the best. I did have fun though. Yeah. And uh, I played through every single Grand Prix back to back with my friend. And then, and now I've done it. I haven't even <laughs> played the story mode and I've played every single race. So that's kind of, that's kind of it. But uh, yeah, it was pretty fun. Uh, WWE 2K20 obviously came out the, the week that I got plops and couldn't yeah. be here. And I played a fair amount of that. And that's, hey, that's a pretty good game. They've really turned that around. Obviously, I'm sure you guys spoke about the fact that we did a Quipscope on it at the time. And uh, people may have listened to it on the podcast feed already. But uh, I played more of it. And uh, it really doesn't like created wrestlers and created arenas. I think they've kind of fixed it now. But I downloaded a custom arena from the creation suite. And every time I went to go play a match and then pressed R1 to go to the tab that has the custom stuff on it, there was it was empty. Mm. But it didn't say no arenas. And I could move the cursor around and I could hear things were being selected, but there was nothing there. And then if I tried to back out and select a normal one, the game would crash oh. every time. Oh. Like without fail. You tab into that custom arena tab, it's going to crash mm -hmm. immediately. And that was that's kind of disappointing. Mm. But apart from that, the game is surprisingly stable um, compared to 2K20. And yeah. uh, they've done a great job, I think, across the board. It, it looks fantastic as well, visually. Um, last thing I played, obviously, Elden Ring. Uh, wasn't really going anywhere last week because I was stuck at home with plops. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was able to play a lot of Elden Ring. And uh, my God... It's so good. Mm -hmm. And uh, last night, at the time of recording, I got the Platinum Trophy. <sighs> Proud of you. Very good. So it is... It's incredible. It's like every time you think, surely this is all the world has to offer, the world gets bigger. And none of it feels like filler. It all feels really intricately and deliberately designed. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing. And I'm looking forward to going back into the world and doing lots of side stuff that I haven't seen so far. Mm. And there we are. That's what I've been playing. Wow. You did a great job at picking up a segment you've never done never before. Done yeah, before. well done. Yeah. Thank you. Pretty Thank impressed. you, guys. Thank you. Well, it's time for question two now. This one comes from Richard Major. Richard says, Yo, Bashta. This week, the Gran Turismo servers had a problem lasting roughly 36 hours. The problem had something to do with a buggy update, meaning people couldn't connect to the GT7 server, which in turn meant you weren't able to play multiplayer, or annoyingly, single player. Aren't always online games brilliant? Mm. The game is only a few weeks old, it costs £70, and gamers are gamers, so people were really quite mad. In situations like this, do you think the game makers owe gamers any sort of compensation? Hope you're all well. Love, Richard. Thanks, Thank Richard. You, Richard. Thank you. Uh, I can see an argument to say that maybe 
maybe there's there's some call for compensation but i think if so it would have to just be like an in-game thing mm -hmm. like i don't know if there's like in-game currency or you know unlockable items maybe they could say hey sorry everyone here's like two thousand gt bucks yes um uh, I don't think, I certainly don't think there's any like financial compensation due there. Not because it's not a really crappy situation, which it very much is, but because I think then you're on a slippery slope for like, well, what if there's a major outage a year after a game has come out? Like, is that, why is that different to launch? Obviously it is different to launch, but then mm. where do you draw the line between a year after versus two weeks after or, or whatever? So I think it's it's a bit dodgy in terms of financial and also, you know, companies probably can't, some companies can't afford to do that. Um, but uh, I'll tell you the thing that just sticks out to me in this question is that, it, you know, the always online games are just rubbish, aren't they? Um, I hate that as a concept. And I'm fortunate never to have been stung by it in a situation like this where I want to play single player, but because the servers are down, I can't play a single player game on my own console. But to hear that it's happened to a bunch of people who, you know, bought GT7 early, uh, that sucks to hear and makes me mad. And, oh my God, I'm just livid. <laughs> I'm, you can't hear it in my voice, but I'm Are you okay? ready to flip this table. Jeez, I've never seen him. So angry. I've never seen him Please so cross. Calm down, this isn't who you are. Always Online DRM can get in the Always Online I thought we bin. left this behind. Mm -hmm. why, is this a, why is this still a thing? Yeah, I don't Stop know. it. Please <laughs> stop. Enough now. That's mm. stupid. Uh, Ashton, do you um, think compensation is due? I think, like you say, in-game compensation would make the most sense. I think, I mean... People have, since this has uh, happened and fixed itself, people have figured out a glitch to farm millions yeah. of, like, coins from oh, the wow. game. Hey, good for them. The the game, like, an update nerfed something, but in nerfing something, it made an exploit so that people, players could just, like, generate millions and millions of, like, bucks by being AFK. So um, they kind of did get their compensation in some ways by yeah. just being, like... Proud of them. Yeah. That's great. Good for you. Um, but I think that, like you say, it's a bit of a slippery slope, but I think like, I mean, one example where it kind of had to be done was obviously Cyberpunk on the PlayStation 4 and Xbox mm. One, just not, it didn't work. Like the game just, you couldn't play it. So they obviously had to issue for full refunds and you know, the game just isn't available on those platforms. But then you kind of think, well, if you issue a full refund for GT7, do you then take the game off people? Mm. Say, well, we've given you a refund, so you can't have that anymore. So no game for you, or do you just give them in-game currency or offer them, you know, a free month as like season pass or whatever, and um, and do it that way. But I think Cyberpunk is obviously a completely different ball game because it just didn't work at all. It wasn't even that things went wrong that was beyond their control. It was that they released it and it didn't work, which is their fault. But I do think that, I mean, all games costing like 70 quid and then being glitchy and, and not working or or being like really buggy is obviously not something we ever want to have to deal with. I think it's a good thing people are angry. I think people have a right to be angry. And if you are, you are angry, things get fixed. So they may, I'm not saying they will, but they might be like, now you can play online. On, you don't have to play online. You can just play single player if you want to because people were so angry about it. So I think being angry and, and being vocal about that in certain situations is good, regardless of whether you get compensation or not. But um, 
I don't know if game makers owe gamers any sort of compensation, but if they were to be good to their communities and respectful of the consumer, they might offer something. But are they respectful of the consumer? Or do they just want that money? Or do they just want that sweet man-man? That man-man. So I don't know if you will get any compensation, but I think you should get a little bit of a little tidbit from GT7 to be like, thank you for bearing with us while everything was broken. Yeah, like they're not obliged to do anything. No. And I, d- I don't think that anyone would in that situation as, no. a, as a large company. But yeah, I think it would be the right thing to do if they had an ounce of decency <laughs> in their bodies. Bloody always online. Yeah. Ugh. Ben? Yeah, it's a crap situation. Um, GT7 has had all sorts wrong with it from from what I can gather mm. as someone who is not remotely interested in GT7, mm-hmm. uh, especially with the microtransactions and obviously the always online is a huge issue. It's sort of, I think it's got the lowest user score of any PlayStation exclusive ever. And you know, it's people, been getting review bombed quite a lot. Yeah, review bombing, as we've spoken about before on the podcast, isn't necessarily conducive to change, but mm. in this instance, it's not because, you know, because some people use it for really like crappy reasons. Like, I don't like that this character is, this last is week. gay yeah. or trans or whatever. Uh, but I mean, the, the outrage here is totally justifiable. I, I don't think anyone can dispute that. The microtransactions seem egregious. Uh, the servers are clearly a bit balked. I got uh, an email along with several other people congratulating me for getting the platinum in GT7. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, never played it, don't have it. I wasn't the only person to have it. And uh, then I got an email like the next day saying, Gran Turismo 7's out now, buy it here. And it's like, what are you, who is, Why what is happening over there? I've already platinumed it, why would I need what to What is going it? on over there? Uh, so yeah, people are cross and that's understandable. I don't know, as you said, Peter, legally that that they have to do anything. No, don't think so. But yes, it would be, it would be a dick move not to apologize by way of some sort of in-game item or currency or free something. Just give give people something by way of an apology. You know, that 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 mm. costs you nothing. Yeah. And it garners goodwill and also maybe balance the microtransactions a bit better because it sounds like, I, again, I'm not entirely sure, but it sounds like those were added after the reviews, which is sort of a crash team racing. It is a crash team racing Which is move. really yeah. bad. That's an Activision-level dick move, oh, which is another crash level. I didn't did that as well. Yeah. They did, After yeah. the reviews, they added in oh, microtransactions, wow. which is really crappy. Uh, so, or like, well, so the stuff was always unlockable with, with in-game stuff, but then they added a thing where you could buy the in-game right. currency. And it right? was a massive grind to buy that stuff yeah. in the game anyway mm. but people sort of tolerated it because there were no microtransactions and they said don't worry we'll solve the grind by letting you buy it with real money mm. and that's yeah. that's that's crap that's really crap so yeah yeah be cross hopefully it's all working now and uh, hopefully players are compensated in game Mm-hmm. I like that the uh, the game started working and then PlayStation Now went down for like yeah. 24 hours. Well, it wasn't 24 hours, like se- seven or eight hours. Yeah. They were like, we fixed it, but they actually broke it now. So, But so. all of our network is down. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Wah, Whoops. Wah. Sorry. Well. Yes. It's time for something a little peculiar, correct? Yes. Yes. Is it? Indeed. Yes. In honor of 150. The 150th episode of the podcast means that we have to do weird news. Oh. 
Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's weird news time. Time for some weird video game news. Did I take you guys by surprise there? Yeah. yeah, it seemed like it. Mm-hmm. I didn't look at you, but I saw I saw you suddenly both look up in the display that we have down here. It's weird news time. It's time for some weird video game news. Uh, did you know that you can submit weird video, video game news by going to our socials? And sometimes we do a post early in the week and we say, send us your weird game news and then we'll maybe feature it here. This section, though, is brought to us by our fantastic, wonderful, beautiful, handsome, he remembers podcast producers. I did add a lot the, of time to think the plops about it. Have, the plops have brought him back. The plops have brought clarity <laughs> to my to mine brain. Mm. Uh, yeah. These wonderful podcast producers support us at a certain tier of patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. And if you'd like to become a podcast producer, sponsor Weird News, then hop over there. Check it out. This week's Weird News is sponsored by Nathan. Cajun Aquinox. <laughs> Check it out, Meg. Sean Legg. G.Y. Goliath. Corey Duffel. Ellie Nicholas. Erica Hutchins. Melody L. Bonnet. Katie Garrett or Jared. And Gabrielle. And Gabrielle. Philippink. Thank you so much, Thank podcast so much producers. Peter, what's your weird news? It's from Cameron Keywood, who sent it to us on something, Facebook maybe. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> Cameron <laughs> knows. <laughs> Uh, this is from Kotaku.com, written by Luke Plunkett, and it's filed under odds and ends. Oh, odds. Hmm. And ends. <laughs> Random. Uh, headline. The drummer from The Police has a weird Activision executive story. Mm. Tell us about the drummer from The Police, Peter. You know this one. Yeah. I could tell you about the drummer from The Police, but the opening of the article tells you about the drummer from The Police. Okay. So although I know this one, I'll let Luke take the reins. Is there something about him? Yeah. Okay, I'm excited to find out. Here are two essential facts about Stuart Copeland. First is that he was the drummer for the police. Yes. Okay. That's the band, Open not up. the law enforcement it's organization. Sting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Roxanne, etc. 
Second is that he composed the soundtracks to the three original Spyro the Dragon games. And ah. did a special track for the Reignited Trilogy, right? He did, yes. I did not know that. Yeah, after they'd got someone else in to do to recreate all of the music, they sort of then contacted him and he was like, oh, yeah, you ma- are you making it? Oh, okay. Damn. I could have sent you all of like the MIDI and stuff. And they're like, oh, okay. And then they got him to do the like the title sequence you will need to keep both of these things in mind for this story says luke okay copeland was recently interviewed by vulture and at the very end after spending an age talking about his past his musical tastes and some thoughts on people's reception to his and the police's work he recounts a story about the private school his kids go to and how he had a deeply coincidental meeting with one parent in particular who he doesn't outright name but claims to be an executive and activision thank you luke for that. as he remembers and this is all a quote now my kids go to private school on the west side of los angeles and they have an uh, an annual gala they have annual gala events and fundraisers the parents donate something like two weeks in a Swiss chalet or whatever. And I'm the cheapskate. So I say, drum lesson by Stuart Copeland. At some point, a dad brings his kid over and the kid could care less. That's an improper use of that phrase. Yeah. There. Uh, but the dad's fanboying about the police. Basically, I tell the dad's stories and show the kids how to hold the sticks. But one year, a dad comes over with no kid. He wants a drum lesson. It's a pretty expensive school. He must have achieved something in life. I show him a few things on the drums. I'm gently trying to find out, are you a musician? You play in a band? But he sees my Spyro frame, which says triple platinum. He says, oh, Spyro, do you enjoy those games? I said, yeah, I'm actually thinking of taking Spyro and uh, orchestrating it and turning it into an orchestral piece. That's what he used for the main menu in uh, Reignited. Um... I just have to find the guy who now owns the copyright. And he responded, I can help you with that. I own them. I'm the CEO of Activision. Now that you mention it, we ought to reissue that game. So two years later, they reissued it. They rebuilt it from the ground up. And it was Bobby Cote. Now, I don't know if I believe this story. Stuart Copeland seems like a lovely man. And there's some really interesting documentary footage of him making the Spyro uh, soundtrack and he's just like jamming on his computer and they just turns to the camera and goes they pay me for this this <laughs> <laughs> is great Classic. I love that he's like I won't name who it was but he's it the, was the CEO, CEO of Activision, Activision. <laughs> yeah. uh, but did did re- did it really come from Stuart Copeland who then was subsequently not involved in the project whatsoever <laughs> until that's a great point Stuart now that you mention it we should invest millions of dollars yeah. in recreating those games uh the article continues by Luke Plunkett. Now that he's mentioned it, if you've ever wondered what Spyro would sound like with an orchestra, Copeland has indeed gone on to play some of it alongside his other hits with a live accompaniment, as you can see below. And there's a video embedded that's like eight seconds long. And I don't think uh, uh, is even necessarily taken directly from Spyro. I think it's been improperly uploaded to YouTube. Uh, then there's been an update... This story has been updated to reflect that Copeland does not name the executive. We've reached out to clarify the identity of the person in the story. 
I mean, he does literally say it's it me. was the CEO. I own, I own, I own Activision. I am the CEO of, of Activision. I am the Atari. Atari is mine now. There's comments below. It just goes to show how useless CEOs are. They need random strangers to give them the idea to re-release and sell a beloved game Hang they on. own. He's it's not, not a random, random stranger. Well, but then there's a reply underneath that says, it says far more that the CEO of the company that owns the rights to one of the most well-known franchises, it's a bit of a stretch, didn't realize the super famous drummer he was with very famously orchestrated the soundtrack for the game. He should have at least heard it in passing at some point just through work. He either does not car or does not listen or both. Or he busts. I does not car. What does I only bust. Then what was Bobby Kotick doing there? I if don't... he didn't know who he was. He did wanted he a just... drum lesson. He just wanted a drum he lesson. He was at the private school annual fundraiser gala. Right. He didn't want to buy the two week two weeks in a Swiss chalet. No, he wanted a drum he lesson. He heard you can get a drum lesson from Stuart Copeland. But apparently he but didn't he know, know who Stuart Copeland Yeah, that's what the commenter is that's, saying. That's what the confusion well, is. He just wanted the... a drum lesson. <laughs> he knew he was the drummer from it's the just... police, but not the guy who did Spyro, which he owns the rights to. Oh, just just go Bobby, get a drum lesson, Bobby. It's baffling. I don't know if it's that's why I don't think it's sort of true. But yeah. I don't want to say that about Stuart Copeland because he seems lovely. Mistaken identity, maybe. Yeah, he possibly. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Mm. It might not have been the CEO. I think he says CEO, but maybe it wasn't. No. Um, don't know. But there you we go. It's a bit know. of a weird story. That is weird. That is weird. Mm. Thank you, Cameron. Thank you, Cameron. Ashton. I have a weird news story. It wasn't submitted by anyone, but uh, one of our editors, Liam, sent it in the group chat this morning, and I went, that sounds funny. It's pretty weird. Yeah, I'm going to go for this. It's kind of strange. It's on VG247, which I assume is video game 24-7. That's too much video game. Maybe. It is. Under the... I don't know what this subheading is. The subheading is gin and juice. Oh, that's a that's a Snoop reference. He likes oh, the gin I see, and right. Yeah. So you me, like me gin too, and juice. I like gin and juice. You and Snoop would get on really we well. We would. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely would. Uh, this is written by Stephanie Nunnally. Snoop Dogg is coming to Call of Duty Vanguard and Warzone as an operator. Bow, wow, wow, yippee, 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 yo, yippee, yay. Yes, good. Thank you, <clears throat> And Ashton. so on and so forth. Ashton, thank you so much for that. It's okay. It's what the subheading said. This April, a new operator is coming to three Call of Duty games, Call of Duty Mobile, Vanguard, and Warzone, and it's none other than the D-O-G-G himself. Just eat. <laughs> That's right. Martha Stewart's best friend Snoop Dogg is coming to Call of Duty as a playable operator. The first opportunity to play as Dog as the Dog Father will be in season three of Call of Duty Mobile through a special lucky draw beginning on the first of April. Do you think it's actually a, a an April Fool's joke? Because it's coming uh, on I the first. I think it would of only April. be an April Fool's if they announced it mm -hmm. on April Fool's, right? Maybe? Yeah. Probably. The lucky drawer has him decked out in a 24K, 24K gold embroidered outfit. It also includes a new signature weapon based on a fast-firing legendary SMG that's gold-plated and diamond-encrusted. It also features a unique death effect, and it becomes even flashier as you earn eliminations. Is the unique death effect live-streaming for seven hours straight <laughs> without realizing? Yeah. That's great. In Call of Duty, Vanguard, and Warzone, the Snoop Dogg Operator Bundle, complete with his voice and new lines, will be available on April 19th, and the bundle is something entirely separate from the Snoop Dogg you'll see in Call of Duty Mobile. God, there's lots of ads on this. Um, the Warzone and Vanguard Operator Bundle will include 10 items, three exclusive to Vanguard, and a full operator progression track. Rewards across the 20 levels of operator progression include Weapon XP for Snoop's pre preferred weapon from Vanguard for... 
Weapon XP for Snoop's preferred weapon from Vanguard, three alternate outfits, and other cosmetic items. This won't be the first time Snoop dropped into Call of Duty. Surely you remember the voice of a pack he did to Call of Duty Ghosts. Full details on Snoop Dogg Operator Bundle, we, as well as the full list of items, will be dropped on April 19th. There yep. he is, look. Mm. <sighs> there he is, yeah. What are they doing? Do you guys remember when Snoop Dogg... Uh, Fought in World War Two. Yeah, yes. You I guys do. remember Saved that? The world. I do remember that. Yeah. Um, I mean, they've already got bloody do you Rambo. Snoop Dogg and, killed Hitler. And yeah. John McClane running around in there. I don't mm. know. It's just Snoop. Snoop's done other video game stuff before as well. He he was a big part of the PR for Spyro Reignited, which, as <laughs> really? we know, was an idea by Stuart Copeland. Yes, yeah. Stuart Copeland came up with that. And another Stuart Copeland link to that article is that he has said, Stuart Copeland has said, he's going to be adding all of the Spyro soundtrack to Spotify from every game he worked on, which is like six games or eight games or something. Mm. Uh, but he says it's being added on the 1st of April. And now everyone's like, it, does it, is okay. it an April Fool's joke if you announce it like a month ahead and then... It is if he just uploads it and it's just Rick Astley. Yeah. Does he have the rights to that music? It's just like... He maybe, maybe if he's re Well, he spoke to him. Bobby about it. Best yeah. friend Bobby. He only gave him a drum lesson. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Um, I mean, you can have rights to do like... Maybe he's like done covers of the tracks, like yeah. got the rights to do his own maybe yeah. version of it again and put that on Spotify. But yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. Do you have some weird news, Ben? I actually do, yes. This was sent in by Stephen Skodes on Twitter. And the story is from Nintendo Life, written by Ooh. Katie Gray. Random. Random! Jealous husband sells wife's Harvest Moon collection to stop her marrying virtual men. Oh, no. Uh, here we go. The subreddit r slash am I the asshole yes. or AITA for short is designed for people to relay a scenario that they experienced and ask advice from the internet as to whether they whether or not sorry they behaved correctly. The comments usually uh, universally decide between YTA you're the asshole, NTA not the asshole, NAH no assholes here, yep, and ESH everyone sucks here. The subreddit is usually full of three types of posters. Those who know they are in the right but really want validation. Those who have put up with someone else's awful behaviour but have been cowed into thinking they are in the wrong somehow. And utterly deplorable people who think they're great until the subreddit tells them otherwise. Mm. When an Am I the Arsehole post falls into the latter category, it's always a good day for dunking on the person involved. <laughs> Early on Monday, the 21st of March, a Reddit account called Individual Rhubarb 396 posted about selling his wife's collection of Harvest Moon games. That's because, a burner account, isn't it? Mm. Absolutely. Because as he put it, I expect her to commit to, I expect her to commit to me alone and not these virtual husbands. The post has been deleted, but thank heavens for screenshots like the one above, so we can all appreciate the deliciously horrifying words within. Does it write out what he said, or is it? It's I can I can look I can read it. I think it. you should read it. Have you seen this? I saw the article, but I knew that Ben was bringing it along, so I've not read the actual post. No, okay. yeah. Am I the arsehole for selling my wife's collection of Harvest Moon games? I, ma male 32, just married this woman, female 24, and I intend on us being a committed couple. I tolerated her love of farming simulation games like Harvest Moon and Stardew Valley, but now that we're married, I expect her to commit to me alone and not these virtual hus husbands. While she was at work, I put up her old Harvest Moon GameCube and GBA games up on eBay. Uh, I intend on giving her the money after they sell. I'm also going to sit her down and make her uninstall Stardew Valley. 
You don't see me buying body pillows of scantily clad anime girls or simping over fictional women, and I expect her to not do the same for fictional men. She knew I was uncomfortable with her marrying virtual men. She doesn't have any male friends and claims that these virtual men could never replace me, but I don't believe her. Anyway, am I in the right? Also, if the genders were reversed, would she be the asshole? What, if he was marrying women in Harvest Moon? She would be the asshole to do the same thing to him, yeah, yeah. because that's ridiculous. Yep. Imagine you're <clears throat> so emotionally and masculinity fragile that video game men threaten your relationship with your when wife. When she even Sad doesn't have any real-life male friends no. as well. So there isn't... Oh, Christ. It's sad. They've uh, just got married as well. That's the basis of annulment. their... Annulment. Yeah. Annulment. Run as fast as you can away from this man. Yeah. And also, whatever the reason, you shouldn't be selling anyone's stuff while they're out at work. You no. Know? No. Oh, and he's also going to sit her down and force her to uninstall Stardew Valley, which is definitely a game about steamy relations and not stuffing your farm full of pigs and wine casks for ultimate profit margins. Needless to say, the internet is enraged, and we like to imagine it's because Harvest Moon isn't even a particularly sexy game. Mm. As soon as you get married, you basically live in a ch you live a chaste existence, just like you did as a single farmer, only now there's someone else in your house, and they don't even help with the farm work. Was it an early... I think it was Harvest Moon, one of the early games. If you're playing as a woman and you get married, the game ends. But if you're playing Does as a it? man, it continues. Oh, my yeah. God. I, it might I not be Harvest Moon, but it's a game in that genre where... That's really bad. Yeah, if you are if you become a farmer's wife, like the credits just roll. Maybe that's why that's why he's confused, because he says, well, you're playing as a woman, so surely the game should end. The game should so end. why are you still playing? Well, you yeah, must be cheating on me. must be cheating on mm. me. What's going on? Quite a few people have theorized that the post is fake, since the OP, original poster, seems to be utterly confused by people calling him an asshole, and the post itself has since been deleted and his account too but whether or not it's fake we're baffled by the by the particularity of being jealous of harvest moon husbands i mean you can't even kiss them there is then a poll underneath uh, which harvest moon husband would you choose <laughs> over this asshole and there are all the potential harvest moon husbands oh, there's pictures there's Any a, of them. and you over can just you can just <laughs> you can vote i'm gonna go for rock vote who's winning uh, Cliff is winning with 26%. Cliff, hot stuff. Yeah, Cliff's yep. pretty hot, to be fair. I mean, uh, I must admit, when you were reading that, I thought, is this real slash legs? legs? Is this real or legs? <laughs> I don't know. Is um, this the is real this legs, legs or fake? Or fake. Um, is this legs or hands? But it could be real. I think there are yeah, people like that. There definitely are people like mm. that. I do often, you hear these horror stories and you wonder how it even reached the point of marriage without any of these red flags showing up. But then well, I think he we've was all fine been in relationships where there were several red flags and you realize after the fact that, oh, maybe people thought that about me as well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's a bad one. There's a lot of trust issues there. I Indeed. don't even think it's trust issues. I just think it's just, it's a psychopath. just insane. Yeah. Yes. It well, is. That's my weird news. Thanks, Ben. You're welcome. Thanks, Ben. Uh, it's time for question three. It's from Conroy Milk. Good says, name. It is a good name. Good name. Uh, greetings, Bap. New patron and first-time question asker Whoa, here. Hey. Thanks, Conroy. Thank you and welcome. Thank you. Mr. There's Milk. Obviously, Mr. Milk. There's obviously been a lot of discussion surrounding Elden Ring and the ways in which it deviates from traditional game development, especially from other game developers. So my question is this. Do you think that some game developers may get the wrong impressions about what makes Elden Ring so popular and simply make their games harder without balancing other aspects of their game to accommodate these changes. Thank you, Conroy. Um, 
in regards to the first sort of part of your question, I've got a little excerpt here from um, Aaron Greenbaum at Den of Geek, who did a little write-up on uh, some of the reaction from certain video game developers and publishers um, pertaining to Elden Ring. Recently, three members of prominent game studios voiced their dissatisfaction over Elden Ring. They were Ahmed Salama of Ubisoft, Rebecca Fernandez, uh, Fernandez O'Shea of Nixie Software, and Blake Rabouche of Guerrilla Games. Salama expressed frustration that Elden Ring scored a 97 on Metacritic, despite him thinking the game had a bad game UX, that's user experience, uh, he perhaps jokingly claimed it was the result of game developers using CRT monitors and smoking on the job. Uh, while O'Shea criticised Elden Ring's graphics and stability, and Rebouche uh, mentioned that they disliked the game's quest design. The initial response to those opinions was so overwhelmingly negative that Salama, O'Shea and Rebouche have since decided to lock their Twitter accounts, although sites such as Mpist have already screenshotted the original comments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some. Uh, this was doing the rounds the other week. Um, some developers being very outspoken in their criticism of mm. the game, but it wasn't just like I don't like it. It was well, I guess people don't care about yeah a good UI design anymore, and it just came across as a bit very obnoxious. Green-eyed. I think they shouldn't the... be abused on social media to no. be clear, but no, it, it wasn't a good look for them. The only one who I think kind of had a little bit of a leg to stand on was I think Rebecca commented about the PC game being buggy and not yeah, running it's apparently properly, quite unstable which is quite uns- which is true like it mm-hmm. doesn't it's not That's, running perfectly and this was like almost very immediately after it came out so there was definitely bugs and stuff so she actually was telling the truth the pc version was buggy but also like to kind of chime in and be like yeah well they don't really know what they're doing do they is kind yeah. of a little bit i think like, it's because it's you know as i often quote from this famed philosopher but as you know taylor swift once yeah said, yeah mm. people do throw rocks at things that shine it's yeah. because it's got an absurd metacritic score yeah and i think it's it whether or not that score is justified is mm. a whole other conversation but because it's scored so highly people will be hypercritical and i just don't think it's I just don't think it reflects well on you to say, no. well, no. this game that everyone seemingly loves and has scored really well is crap because in my job, we do it different. Yeah. yeah. And it didn't look good either that I believe this was all in one thread. They were all replying to each other. Yeah. Like if you were. just had your own Twitter account and just put like, man, it, you know, in my opinion, I think like you should really focus on PC stability. And, you know, I don't really see why it's rated quite as highly as it is with such an unstable PC whatever but it was like oh guess people i guess elden ring fans don't like a good ux then and then someone replied under that yeah. and was like yeah or stable games and then under under that it was uh whatever the other one is uh yeah, yeah. they're uh, allowed to have these, design yeah. they're allowed to have these opinions but it you know twitter is such a public meet like i have so many opinions that i will just not share on twitter yeah because it's not even worth like nothing controversial to be to be perfectly clear but like it's just <laughs> i just think sometimes i'll think about posting something and then i'll think I can already see that there's going to be some mm. dick who who just like just goes off on one about my bad opinion, and I just can't be asked. Yeah, um, mm. sometimes it's just not worth even doing that. You mm-hmm. know? Absolutely. Um, but so that kind of is the the first part of the question. I think we all disagree with people voicing their opinions in that way. And uh, as Ashton says, I think there's a fair there's a reasonable point to be made about the stability on PC, but. Um, uh, Conroy really is asking, um, 
So do you think some game developers may get the wrong impression about what makes Elden Ring popular and simply make their games harder without balancing other aspects to accommodate these changes? Um, I mean, people throw around Souls-like and the Dark Souls of a lot. And sometimes that's journalists using the phrase when actually there probably wasn't even an intention on the part of the developer or publisher to produce a game akin to a Soulsborne game. Mm. Uh, however, I think you can see the influences of the genre elsewhere now, where it's clearly actually quite intentional. Um, I mean, one that springs to mind for me is Jedi Fallen Order, but there are a whole bunch. Uh, in fact, we've even done a list on it, haven't we, about yeah. Souls-likes. Souls-likes yeah. that, yeah. Um, Neo, The Surge, that kind of stuff. And I don't know. I think it's, as is often our answers in, in on this podcast, I think it's kind of case by case. I think there are some games that do it very well. They understand the nuance. I mean, I'm not the best person to answer this question, but even I know from having had conversations like this and from you know reading about the games and what makes them appealing, I understand that it's not as simple as a game just has to be really difficult and that's what makes it a Souls-like. And that is where... You get journalists, <clears throat> excuse me, imp using it, using the phrase erroneously. Um, but there's a lot more to it. There's, you know, you can have difficult combat, for example, but if you've got the right tools to be able to dodge around and choose the right moment to do either a, a like a light or a heavy attack and things like that, I think that goes a long way. So it really comes down to whether a developer has identified the nuance and i think sim the simple answer is that uh some developers do and some developers don't and they think that the, the latter party think that what people want nowadays is a really hard game and that's what they're looking for and that's not that's not the appeal of a dark souls game in my opinion mm -hmm. um it's uh you know it's it's kind of being able to overcome that difficulty through good game design uh, and then there's a whole bunch of other stuff as well. There's you know there's the lore and the um, you know the, the interesting like multiplayer and uh, winding paths and things like that. But uh, yeah, as I say, I'm not really the best person to answer. I think that devs are less likely to see. It. I think it's the, the you know the CEOs of Activision who will yeah. have been mid drum lesson and mm. heard someone talking about Elden Ring and go, point. I think we should make our game like that. Can we make our game hard? People like hard game. Let's make mm. our game hard. Um, we can do that, right? Yeah. Okay. Cool. We'll do that then. Like that's kind of I think more likely to be the thing that happens. But I also think that I think that people aren't stupid enough to think that like. FromSoft games are easy to kind of make and easy to replicate. So I think that I think that there would be possibly people being like, we need to make a game that's just like this. We need to get rid of all of our UI. We need to just let make people have to note things down instead of having to like, you know, put things in a quest log. That's what we should do. But I do think that I think people will take elements of what Elden Ring has done really well and potentially put them in their games. And I think that also that might benefit a lot of games. I think you were talking about last week about UI and stuff. And I think that, you know, if, if people see that game and they go, well, we'll maybe we'll like limit our UI a little bit more and kind of have a look at how we can make our game look a bit more, I don't want to say realistic, but you know. Like we, kind of cinematic. Yeah, cinematic. Yeah. I think that, you know, it's not a bad thing. I don't know if Elden Ring is going to be, is, is quite 
game like game changing quite literally for the games industry mm. i don't know if it's going to be one of those like this game sparked a whole new wave of games being made and changed the gaming industry as we know it i don't think it's going to be like that but i do think that it has a lot of things that people have liked that other companies may be like well we can do that and we can put that in to because people like it so yeah I mean, Elden Ring itself is a deviation to an extent from yeah. the usual formula. Yeah. It's got the open world and stuff. But yeah. 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 Um, but like I said, I agree with what you said. So your turn now. My turn now. Uh, there's a special source that From Software has mm. that I have never seen fully replicated anywhere else to the extent. And there are a lot of pretenders to From Software's crown. And I'm not talking about games that have Souls-like elements like Jedi Fallen Order, which has sort of similar, you know, over-the-shoulder, over the lock-on action combat kind of stuff. Exploring um, levels. And yeah, exactly. Sort of the backtracking yeah. and things, um, which again is inspired, you know, by Metroidvanias and things mm. like that. But there's just something that, that that's kind of like a perfect storm of strange, obtuse decisions seemingly that kind of just work together mm. so well like weird npcs quest lines that you can completely miss that aren't marked in any kind of menu uh strange ambiguous law foreboding dangerous locations <laughs> tough combat that you can overcome because it's really well designed even though it's hard uh, and it all sort of comes together to create this this experience that's, again, it's like it's unlike anything else that I've really ever played before. Whenever I start up a From Software game, they always they always have this same foreboding atmosphere. Like mm. they're, they're just sort of kind of, it's scary. Like mm. it's scary, but not in a survival horror way. It's just, it's just a bit sort of unsettling and frightening and a bit strange. And when you look at any of those elements in isolation, like the UI, like the quest design, if you even want to call it that, then you could, I suppose, say it's rubbish and doesn't make any sense and like it's incomplete and lazy or unfinished. But it, as far as it goes with From Software, it's extremely intentional. Like it's, it's designed that way for a reason to combine with the other elements to produce a game that is unlike any other game. Mm. And it's absolutely not for everyone, and you can criticize it however you like, but it is a bitter pill to swallow, <clears throat> excuse me, to see developers, established developers who work on completely different genres saying, that is rubbish, mm. objectively. Yeah. Like, well, that's not true, though, because mm. it it clearly works. And I don't know if these people held these opinions about Dark Souls or Demon Souls or Bloodborne or whatever. Yeah, it's weird to kind of come out now and but say that. now to say it, mm. I don't know if it's just because it's in an open world, but I think across the board, it's largely agreed that these, these core uh, facets of From Software games work that much better in an open world. Mm. So to criticize it now is even stranger. Not every game needs this. I don't want like weird, ambiguous, untrackable quests in The Witcher or Skyrim or Assassin's Creed or, you know, strange NPCs in Call of Duty mm. punishing Call of Duty combat. You yeah. know, it does yeah. it's it's only in these games where it really works. And I I just think you can criticize it and you can not like it and that's fine. But saying it's bad is strange. At times it it's frustrating 
like especially if you're trying to follow some kind of quest line and it's like really obscure and you do have to look up a guide or whatever but it mm. is it's intentional it is designed that way mm. and to, to imply otherwise is just it's not accurate at all yeah yeah it it's it like it's part of the package it's the whole it's written on the tin kind of thing like mm. to say oh like people who like these games must not like the traditional user experience well yeah that's like saying oh people who jump out of planes must like not like being on the ground they must <laughs> they must like jumping out of planes yeah. yeah yeah they do they do people who like the weird user experience of soulsborne games like the weird user experience of soulsborne games they it do. doesn't mean that they want that same experience in every game like you say yeah. skydivers don't don't jump off buses like <laughs> they you... stand at the exit to the bus and yeah. put their goggles on uh, so <laughs> it, it's just a strange thing to say the more you think about it like to yeah. list all these things that are like you say kind of inherent in the design and they're part of Soulsborne games to say so weird that Soulsborne fans like these things no strange, it's not strange isn't it it's a shame they're so rubbish 97% on yeah. Metacritic it's a shame they're so rubbish Blood, Bloodborne's are like 91% on Metacritic or something mm. it's, yeah. yeah I just think it especially with Elden Ring there's been so much kind of like I mean, my from my perspective, from enjoying Horizon and having the minute Elden Ring came out, just an absolute onslaught of people being like, Horizon is the worst, like it's rubbish, like it's not as She's good as Elden beard. Ring. She's got beard, dead game. And I'm like, well, it's not, everyone likes different things and every game is different and every mm. gamer is different. And to say that one thing is bad because another thing is good is not quite correct and i you can like how horizon and ubisoft games work and you can like how elden ring works they are not mutually exclusive the same though yeah Yeah. you know everyone likes different kinds of games and to say that well you must not like this because you like something else or you cannot like this because you like something else is just ridiculous like on one of our tiktoks is about horizon and elden ring and like the comments are just people arguing about whether horizon is or elden ring is better and people just being like well elden ring is bad because of this and it's like well elden ring may be bad for you because of this but it doesn't mean that this person who enjoys elden ring is incorrect Mm. and i think to to slag off another game that people are enjoying because it's not your cup of tea is like just really horrible because if someone who's really enjoying a game sees everyone being like this game's rubbish this game sucks if you like this game you're stupid you're like well (laughs) i really like this game and then you feel bad because people are making you feel bad because they're saying your game is and they shouldn't do that and also horizon has been dealt a real flipping bum hand on both occasions uh but it's zero, also still doing really out. well well yeah it's also both games are excellent yeah. Z- yeah. but zero dawn came out just before breath just of the before wild. breath of the wild mm. and forbidden west just before elden ring which has sold some some like 12 bajillion copies or something mm. like that and it's just it's so such poor timing the next horizon game needs to just just pick a date that is not surrounded yeah. by any games that could completely steal its thunder. Yeah. It's such a shame because it it's clearly the new one I haven't played it. Clearly an exceptional it's really game. Good. First game was phenomenal. Really really like that. Mm. But they've just come out at times when something has completely overshadowed them mm-hmm. and it's so, it's so sad. It's so sad. But it's fine. People like to criticize things, they you do. know, and sometimes Maybe they should just, just be quiet, just sit their That's butts okay. down, shut their butts down. Mm. They should just have their butts shut. Yeah. They should get Quentin Tarantino to shut, shut their, their butt, butt down. down. Mm. 
Yeah. Shutting your butt down. No more plops for you. Your butt is shut down. Your butt is officially forever shut down. Like yours was at the end of last yeah. week. Exactly. My butt is now shut down. Completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Forever. We've got Quentin in. It's time for the big discussion. It's big discussion time. Time for the big discussion, which comes this week courtesy of Fergus Jeffs, who says, Hey, Peter, Ashton, and the returning Ben. Hello. On Tuesday, CD Projekt Red announced The Witcher 4, or just, the, we don't know if it's the fourth Witcher, mm. uh, with a promotional image containing the game's title, slogan, and zero in-game footage. On the same day, Ilphonic announced Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed with an 87 sets, very specific, 87-second trailer that showed off the game's graphics, stories, and characters, including the appearances of Dan Aykroyd and Ernie Hudson. In your personal opinion, when is the right point in a video game's development cycle to first announce its future existence to the world? And does this time of initial announcement change depending on the game? Congrats on reaching a well-deserved 200k onwards and upwards, Fergus Jeffs. Thank you, Fergus Jeffs. Thank you, Fergus Jeffs. Uh, It's a good question, Fergus Jeffs. Um, I mean, strictly speaking... They could they could bring out The Witcher in two weeks' time. Like we don't know how early they've announced this, yeah. but one can only assume the fact that because it was just very conceptual, it's probably going to be a long time. So I don't understand if it's going to be a long time. I don't understand why CD Projekt Red haven't learnt from their mistakes. Yeah. Like, I don't know if we have to remind them of Cyberpunk 2077 and how mm-hmm. well that went down for the two plus years that it was being marketed in every everywhere, every conference, every, like, announcement trailer was all always everywhere. And if this Witcher isn't coming out this year or early next year and we're going to have to wait over, like, two years again... Well, I guess who's digging themselves another hole? Well, it CG might be Project that Red. because they are like so on the back foot from Cyberpunk mm. that they might have thought, what we need is a bit of good news. What we need is to try and sweeten everyone. Let's say that the next witch has come out. It's not going to be out till 2026, but let's tell everyone it's coming out. Yeah. Um, I think really, it's really nice when a game is announced relatively like maybe like within the same year that it comes out that's always a lovely treat guardians of the galaxy mm. yeah exactly uh it's just you you don't have a long wait you you are waiting for that game without knowing you know while it's being made these games probably take the same length of time you know like for like games take just as long to make as each other but then you don't feel like you're waiting and suddenly they say hey you know what's coming out guardians of the galaxy it's coming out in a few months time and you can just get Here excited uh, they probably that's probably the start of their campaign and they just continually release things as well at that point to keep you you know on the on the boil uh whereas you know even with something like the witcher uh we can be excited about it now and h- hypothetically if it came out in two years it's probably unlikely now we're going to hear anything about this for a while so mm-hmm. you don't even have something that's kind of like keeping the plate spinning and keeping the hype going so you know it essentially affects wait time, even though the development time is probably the same. Um, and the biggest risk is that, you know, probably unlikely in the case of The Witcher, for example, but uh, with perhaps some slightly smaller games or like new IP uh, or smaller studios, there's the risk of it becoming vaporware or you know, being in development hell. So why announce a game at such an early stage? This coming, of course, from the Beyond Good and Evil fan, um, when potentially it might not get made because uh, you, you're only at the conceptual stage. Just wait until it's like you can see that, you know, it's going to be ready. Mm. It's going to be released. If not now, then soon. Then tell everyone. Don't don't make a promise that you can't keep, effectively. It's also kind of embarrassing for you. Like, you promised us a game. Yeah. 
And now look, how embarrassing for you. Having to admit that you're having problems internally yeah. and stuff. Whereas if you're having problems internally and you've not announced a game, you can just Nobody keep that knows. quiet. No one would have to know really. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think that those are my thoughts. It's it, it's nice to have a short wait, you know, this is coming out this year or whatever. And also, yeah, don't make promises you can't keep. Mm. I um, think that, well, for me, I would prefer, like you say, an announcement where it's like, here's gameplay and also the game's coming out in a couple months. Here's a, a rough date or like a month or something that's coming out. That is my favorite thing. Mm. Um, I think that the issue is, this isn't necessarily pertain to the Witcher or anything, but I think companies are so... In, like encouraged and eager to get things announced at like E3 or like the Game Awards or in a showcase that like they announce things that then we will not see for a very long time. Like the Suicide Squad killed the Justice League, for example, just got delayed to 2023. Yeah. But when we last saw a trailer for that in like December, I think at the Game Awards, we had, there was gameplay. They were like 2022. It seemed really positive. Things looked good. And now it's not coming out until 2023. So there's, I suppose there's not any real perfect kind of situation where you can go, if a trailer has this, this, and this, then it's going to come out in this amount of time. However, like you say, if they knew it was going to come out in 2022 and they said it's coming out in 2022, then fair enough. But if they weren't sure it was going to be ready and still said it was going to come out in 2022, because they never gave us a month or like a time. They just said 2022. So they could have like, you know, waited until the end of 2022. We wouldn't have known if it was coming out yet or not. We didn't know exactly when. We just thought this year. So there's a big 12-month period where it could have come out. Um and obviously now it's pushed back to 2023 and we still don't know when in 2023. But I just think that there's like, there's not, for us, we will never know if a game is ready or not before, when we see a trailer or when we see an announcement. Mm. Like you say, Witcher could come out in next month and we would just know about it yeah. now. But I think that there's, there's a certain wish from us as players that when we see a game and a trailer, that the game is coming to fruition and in a state in which it will be ready at the time when it's meant to come out. Like God of War, Ragnarok, we still don't know when it's coming out yet. Mm -hmm. um, it says this year, but it could be end, middle, who knows? It's a mystery. Um, every time we think we maybe get hear something about it, we don't hear anything. So I think that there's there's a little bit of leeway that produce, uh, um publishers give themselves when they say 2022 and just give us a year um it's always nice to have a date i think we got horizons date i want to say december was it at the last playstation state of play i think I it don't remember when the date was, was. Yeah, i'm not sure but i think maybe potentially like six months before it came out um and we had a, like you say a consistent flow of like info and yeah. screenshots and promotional material yeah. from like pretty much January through till when it came out at the end of Feb. So I do think that there's a correct way of doing it, but whether we see that in the first instance or whether we even know is a different story. Like we know that they're making a Knights of the Old Republic remake, but we don't know anything about it. We mm. don't know when it's coming. We have literally just seen the, the teaser trailer and that's it. And that's, you know, nice that we're like, oh, it's coming, exciting. But like you say, it could then end up never coming out and we're just waiting for something that's just never coming. Yeah. So as much as I love a teaser trailer, I'd like a teaser trailer when uh, three months down the line I'm going to get a proper trailer because you already know it's going to come out in like six months. It would be lovely. Thank you so much. <laughs> 
Ben? I agree. I completely agree. I think we're all in uh, agreement here that we are not seeing this game for at least five years. No, probably. Yeah. Uh, and they did exactly the same thing with Cyberpunk. You're right. Mm -hmm. They did. And I thought that they would have learned a lesson. When this was announced, we were talking about it in our group chat for work um, on Slack. And uh, I said there that they should have just gone quiet and let the heat die down on them because yes they've released the next gen versions of and it's got Cyberpunk. quite a lot of hype it's quite good a lot of people are very happy with really it good. and that's good and we're still waiting on a, on a next gen version of the witcher 3 as well which yeah. they're working on so that's all coming but they just need to just shut up just, calm just down. shut up do as much criticism as you shut know we often they're, they're the oft-cited example mm -hmm. but hello games after no man's sky they just shut up, yeah. And they and they and they dis they were criticised for shutting up as well. Mm -hmm. I should point out, but they went quiet and they went away. They let everything die down and they worked their asses off on making it better. Now they don't have to make anything better here, but what they should have done is just been quiet yeah. for a bit. Just shut up and just just <laughs> like go under the radar for a little while. Make something that's actually showable or just wait until it's ready to announce and then release that year maybe and then say, bam, Witcher, here it is, we're back. Issue is though that they're a publicly traded company and their stocks have been in the toilet since yeah. Cyberpunk launched and they mm -hmm. are in desperate need, as you said, Peter, of of like some kind of boost in uh, publicity um, and... and um, mm. Oh, what am I trying to say? A boost in popularity as well, because while they are an extremely famous and successful studio, their name is kind of dirt, and uh, they need to get back on track, and a new Witcher game could well be the way to do that. Mm. But it is clearly in the extremely early stages, mm. and nobody likes an announcement of, of a game like this like no nobody wants just just a little it's now in development teaser. yeah no one wants that no. i don't want that i didn't like it with uh, mass effect andromeda when they showed us concept art for like four years we don't like it with the new dragon age where they're doing the same thing again and the new mass effect where they're doing the same thing again i don't understand why these companies can't just quietly work on this stuff elder scrolls like starfield's still not out starfield's been talked about for years and years and years and yeah it's coming now mm -hmm. so we're told <laughs> but before they've even got to releasing starfield they said elder scrolls 6 yeah that was like a they year ago now oh longer than that was it they show us absolutely yeah. not i think it was maybe pre-triple jump maybe was it 2018 it wasn't was that it? early was it was it oh well i'm talking about when they showed that that actual teaser yeah no the... that's the one i'm talking about uh, we'll was have that, to double check again it was a so while ago i thought it yeah, was at triple look. jump it Maybe... may well have been at triple know. jump it's been a while but though yeah, yeah they just showed a clip of of just a landscape that they probably just mocked up out of nowhere it wasn't based on anywhere in tamriel or cyrodiil mm. whichever one it is is the whole continent uh and people were going like oh look at this feature this this could mean it's in mm. elsewhere or whatever and yeah. no 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 they they probably hadn't even they might have decided where it was going to be but like jesus christ like starfield's not even out stop yeah. talking about elder scrolls it was uh 
teased and we finally saw it confirmed <gasps> at teased. E3 2018. 2018. 2018, yeah. That's four years ago. Wow, it is four years ago. It's that it's that it's pandemic, time. man. I lost two years of my yeah, life. Yeah, no, yeah. I know. It's, it was like that was a year like one ago. big year. <laughs> and we've only spoken about bigger stuff, obviously, because, you know, I think I think that the Ghostbusters the Spirits Unleashed is going to be on a far smaller scale than mm. The Witcher, obviously. Kind of um, excited for it, though. Are you? I don't really give a flying flip about Ghostbusters, I, I must never, say. A rat's a ass. A rat's ass about Ghostbusters, but I'm happy for people, and I'm, mm. I really hope that that's going to be good. And they've gone about it the right way. Mm-hmm. Hey, this game exists. Here's 87 specific <laughs> seconds of, of gameplay and some various announcements. This was just The Witcher. Oh, boy, we're doing hey, it. Hey, look. We remember that we have this. CD Project, please. You they must. Just, I'll tell you another just one. Calm down. The, the Indiana Jones, where it was just yeah. a hat on a table. That, duh, that duh, too. Duh, 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 and that was it. Rubbish. Don't do it. Wolverine 2. Don't do it. I mean, even the, uh, Spider-Man 2 is like years and That's years away. Don't like we are excited do that. about Stop it. Stop it. And people mm. are like hyped. But this hype now, like I haven't thought about the Wolverine game until, the, you know, this second, since mm. we saw the trailer. I just like, uh, what, what's been like, what? December, January, February, March, four months since we saw the trailer and we've heard nothing else. It's been four months since we saw Spider-Man 2 and we've heard nothing else. And it's like, okay, cool. But by the time you're like hyping us up again, we've all gone... You may, well just you may as well just waited and let us know something the, decent. The only problem is, I think we sort of want to have our cake and eat it because we complain a lot yeah. about when, when like an E3 is over. We're like, well, there was nothing there. Was there. there. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. Fair. So I totally agree. But I, I personally, I right. think the the perfect amount of time, max, de, you know, not counting delays, which are never foreseeable mm-hmm. yeah. in some cases anyway, uh, and a year and a half. Mm. I yeah. think you announce you can announce a game for next year and that's okay. But if you're not but you kind of have to give a release window. I'm fed up of seeing like ambiguous CG trailers for things that we don't we have no clue when they're no, coming. It's just coming so, soon. Great. So that exists and it's it's exciting to know that it exists, but it it's uh we're going to be hearing about this game for years and it'll be little tidbits like mm. lead quest designer such and such teased that the game will will have over 5,000 million lines of recorded dialogue. It's like, great, great. That's And then you hear nothing for just four sh- months. Just yeah. show me the bloody game. Stop yeah. it. Um, yeah. But you are right, Peter. We do, you know, we like the exciting announcements. And I'm excited that there is a new Witcher coming. I don't think anybody doubted for a second that there wouldn't be a new Witcher mm. at some point. But, you know, it's too early. Wait until you've got... This game is not going to come out. It might not even come out in this decade. I hope you realise that. That's possible. I hope you realise that. Um, Just, yeah. Just wait. Just be patient. You don't have Mm. to do it unless you've got stockholders and shareholders who are saying, our stock price is in the toilet. You've lost us a lot of money. You must go and announce it. And we're going to get, we're going to recast Geralt as Henry Cavill um, uh, for the voice. And he's going to look like Henry Cavill from the show. And people, some people will be really cross and some people will be really horny. And we'll just sort of, we'll just meet in the middle. We'll hit that sweet spot. Um, you can be both. Be fine. You, can, you be can, both. can be both cross and horny. He's so, uh, he's so angry. I'm mad about how turned on I am. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> hungry. What? No. Yeah. Yeah. Hungry. It just sounds like you're combining horny and hungry, though. Yeah. No. I'm hungry. <laughs> well, I'm so hungry. There we are. We've invented a new cursed word. Mm. Um, just for you. 
Let us know what you thought of everything we spoke about this week. Of course, you can do so in the comments. And also, you can find us at various other places if you want to reach out. Peter's going to tell you I'm not in another love. love, love. Yep, youtube.com and twitch.tv forward slash team triple jump. You can go there for all of our videos and live streams. If you've got Amazon Prime for that free postage, you can also get a Twitch sub out of that. It's no extra cost. It's all part of the bundle. So why not spend that on us? You'll get all the usual benefits. We'll benefit from it financially as though you're normally subscribed. And uh, something about... Um, like people going to the moon billionaires trying to go to the moon not us no not us, not us. No. we just want one buffet yeah <laughs> that's what we want when we are streaming we are modded by Lord Brotovich Trowling Badger and Mistral Black thank you twitter.com and facebook.com forward slash team triple jump for our social media presence for video and live stream announcements legacy video content Facebook live if and when we ever do it again Fraser looks after Peter's those Peter's got to do one tomorrow I'll I'll do Tomorrow. one. Tomorrow? Yeah. You've just decided. You've got to do I one. I keep talking keep, about it. Yeah. I keep promising it. I'm just like a video game publisher. Coming in six years, a <laughs> now Facebook in Live. Development. Have you done any of them yet? I did one. Did yeah, you? we've all done no. at least one each. Yeah, oh, we've thought, all done one each. I, I think one it's just of us Peter's, hadn't done it. Peter's turn, I think, because you did the first one, didn't yeah, you? I'm just waiting for Fraser to say, do you want to do a Facebook Live? <laughs> no, he doesn't say that. That's how he sounds pretty good. Like he's in the room. Yeah. Uh, TikTok.com, we've got a TikTok, forward slash at Team Triple Jump. You can see Ashton and Fraser on there. And you. And me once what? this happened. <sighs> yeah. I heard, I, I monitored the chats while I was plopping. Yeah, I did uh -huh. see that you did it. How was it? It was fine. We both sort of really looked at awkward. it. The problem was it was a full body. Damn, you guys are Fraser awkward. was the other end of the room and he had to film as like standing there and you don't know what to do with your hands or, or legs. Your legs. 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 Um, and everyone, everyone was baffled about the size of Peter when they yeah. saw it. Yeah, why is a, he so big? Most people like, said he's not tiny, and then but then like two people said, "Wow, he really is small." <laughs> I was like, "What? <laughs> Which one is it?" Make up your minds. Yeah, is it forward slash at Team Triple? Yeah. Seemingly, yeah. Is it really? Yeah. What a stupid website mm. and app. Go follow us. Finally, from me, uh, <laughs> patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. You can go there to look at all of our different Patreon tiers. You can get things like early worst and weirdest games ever. Uh, you can yeah. bang your funny bone. Uh, you can help pay for Ben's medical bills. Yes. So head to Patreon. My boopers. Mm. Yeah, he's just boopered his uh, funny bone. Boopered my belbo. Yeah. <laughs> Is it a thousand Patreon? Um, Two thousand. Two thousand. Two thousand for Billy Fest. Yeah. Billy yeah. Fest. So. Yeah, we're all the way there. Yeah. Uh, if you're Over. if you're listening, you should definitely go and give a pound. Yeah, give us a pound. Um, we have a website. It's triple mup. That's triple j u dot m p. It spells jump. If you want to listen, if you want to join our Discord, even you go to triple mup forward slash Discord. Chat with our amazing community on Discord. We're modded by Jack, Joe, Tori, and Hollow Eyes. I'd like to thank uh, Joe sorry, very quickly because yeah. she sent me a Game Boy Advance SP. Oh wow, oh. A red one that I didn't have before. Thanks, Joe. Thank you, Joe. Thanks, Joe. Um, Okay, next thing. Yeah. Podcast. If you want to listen to the podcast. You didn't say. If they tell you to do something. Oh, bloody well do it. <laughs> bloody well, bloody well do it. Um, if you want to listen to the podcast in its audio forms, if you've got a long train journey, maybe this weekend, uh, to go home to see your mother, why not go to triplejet.mup forward slash podcast to find out where you can listen to it in its audio forms. To watch any of the live stream VODs, if you miss any of the live streams during the week that Ben will tell you about in just a moment, mm. you go to triplejet.mup forward slash VODs. That's V-O-D-S. Um, if you want to buy some sick and cool merch, 
We're all Pitch wrapping and I today. matching track jackets today. Yeah, and I've got the other jacket. Um, you can go to triplejumpshop.com to check out all the merch that is currently available and follow at Triple Jump Shop on Twitter to find out about any new merch releases that may or may not be in the process of being produced. So there. Absolutely. Instagram, why not follow Peter and Ashton on it? That's at that Peter Austin and at Scrambled Ashton. It's the same on Twitter for them too. I'm just on Twitter at Confused underscore Dude. We do lists every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Streams every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Thursday being the joint stream. Blaze, Blaze it. On YouTube. Uh, the solo streams being Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. As you might have guessed uh, on Twitch. Uh, worst games ever is fortnightly Friday for patrons of a certain tier. Sunday for everyone else. Podcast is every Saturday. We do shows all the bloody time. Why not leave a review? A five-star review. Why not leave a five-star review? On iTunes or your platform of choice, it helps something to do with Al Gore's Rhythms. Rhythms. Of course, go follow our Facebook page if you haven't already. 9,000 followers. We're really close now to getting so to ten. Thousand. There's a quip scope up for Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Ashton's been playing that, so go listen slash look at her thoughts. You can look right at you her can thoughts. Look at them. There's, I haven't put it on Twitter yet, but you can actually oh, look yeah. at my thoughts. It's it's after, a good video. Yeah. I'm looking at your thoughts. What's Please this? Stop. I don't know this video. Get rid of this one. I uh, accidentally recorded 45 minutes of me playing the game. Oh, yeah. But camera. And I cut out down to like one minute of just the highlights because it's mainly just of my face um, looking pretty mardy. Ashton's just looking pissed off. I have a really mardy looking concentration face and it was extra mardy that day. Oh, I didn't know you'd actually I cut will, down the footage. I'll put it on it. Twitter. Fantastic. But, um, yeah. It's good. It's really good. Brilliant. There's also the moment at the end where I realise and I'm like, just like snoop just like snoop Snoop dog yeah yeah ashton was trying to capture footage and uh pressed a button to change change her face cam without realizing an obs uh so there we are yeah that's that's good stuff uh 200 subscriber live stream we're doing that today at the time of recording uh, we will be doing a worst game ever. It's Balan Wonderworld. Yeah. Yes, mm. Wonderworld, which is one of the, I think, the second worst reviewed game of last year. Yeah. Uh, per our list on the, on the subject. That will not be going on the VODs channel. As with other worst games ever live streams, it will be going on the main channels. And that I believe that will probably be uploaded on Sunday because we got a space there. So you you will have to wait a few days to see it if you don't catch it live, but it will be up on the channel this weekend. So keep an eye out. And is that everything? I think it is. Yeah. 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 Excellent. One more time to thank the sponsor, though. Yeah. Uh, Thank you for joining us for episode 150. Mm -hmm. Really appreciate it. Uh, You, of course, are our sponsors for this week. 200,000 YouTube subscribers, 9,000 Facebook followers, 5,000 YouTube VOD subscribers, 2,000 TikTok followers, 9,000 Twitch followers. And a partridge in a pear tree. Thanks for listening slash watching, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.